You are listening to episode 80 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Welcome in. Today's solo show talks through my process of decision making for our businesses using something that I call the ideas filter. Now, if you are a busy business owner or you're an entrepreneur, you likely have a million ideas each week and you might have the tendency to react with shiny object syndrome. And I get it. I used to do that too. I still do that sometimes. Uh, Something fun and exciting and new pops up to try in my business. And, you know, previously it would distract me from what I was currently focused on. And sure enough, I would chase a new path for a while. It wasn't until I implemented the ideas filter in my own business that I had a process for figuring out what was worth pursuing and what was just another shiny object. And sure enough, this filter has kept me focused. It's allowed me to achieve my business goals in a more streamlined process at a faster pace and frankly, with more ease. So I want that for you too. So let's get into it with today's podcast. Here we go. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. You're hearing it here first. The Food Biz Whiz Quarterly Planner is now available. This physical planner helps busy food business owners set and achieve their goals week in and week out. Based off my decade of helping food businesses succeed and seeing food businesses struggle to get it all done in a day, this planner is specific to our unique industry and the annual calendar that has us all thinking about fourth quarter holidays in July. Find the planner at foodbizwiz.com slash planner or linked in today's show notes. I can't wait for you to get your hands on it. All right, my whizzes, can you believe that we are in January already? I mean, gosh, I feel like 2020 into 2021 was both the longest and the shortest past 12 months of my life. It feels wild to me that we are in February. So February is my birthday month. My birthday is actually next week on February 16th. And last year, my husband and I were out of town for a mini getaway in Northern California for my birthday weekend. I mean, little did I know that it was the last time time that I was going to stay in a hotel and do a um, quote-unquote normal vacation for an entire year. Gosh, I mean, anyways, okay, enough of my COVID ramblings. Let's get into today's topic, the ideas filter. Now, I need to say a disclaimer here that I have no clue where this phrase, the ideas filter, came from, how it popped into my head. I swore that it was perhaps from my business mentor for my mastermind group. Um, It's a group of business accountability partners, digital course creators. So I reached out to them last week and asked them if they (laughs) had heard this phrase, the ideas filter. And sure enough, they said, each of them said that they had never heard that phrase before. So this is my disclaimer. I don't know if I made up this phrase or not, but I am going to officially claim it as my own. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, duh, the ideas filter, I read about it in XYZ business book three years ago, 
please let me know. (laughs) I would love to have my memory corrected here. So all I know is that I presented the concept of the ideas filter using that exact phrase to Charlie, who's our VP of student success in Retail Ready, when he first onboarded with us over a year ago. So clearly it's been rattling around in my brain for a while. So like I said, I'm going to claim it as my own. The ideas filter, TM, (laughs) trademarked, but let me know if I am mistaken here. Okay, so as I said in the intro, you are likely someone who has a lot of ideas, right? Now, I'm not even talking about big ideas for your business. It could be anything. In a typical day, you might have a few dozen ideas on what you could do for your business. The inner monologue might sound something like this. You you let me know. Maybe you think, I should get on Clubhouse. I've heard that that's the hottest new social media platform, so I should get in early and I should check it out. I mean, I know, maybe I should co-host a room with someone. Or you might say, huh, Easter's coming up. I don't have any plans yet. Maybe I should do a promotion. How about I do a sale and a giveaway? I should probably go browse for some potential giveaway partners on Instagram today. Or maybe it's, oh, Wow, (laughs) I just saw a new virtual trade show coming up next quarter. I should check that out for my brand. Or shoot, I just got a negative customer review. I need to look into Google reviews now and see how I can fix that. Or I should really set up my social media content calendar and figure out how to increase my sales from Instagram. Or I mean, gosh, I could go on, right? I suspect my target audience uh, is likely in Austin, Texas. I should do some research on brick and mortar stores in that area that I can pitch to next week. Or last one, I promise. Uh, Maybe this. Oh, cool. I just got an email from a fellow producer who wants to meet for a virtual coffee date and pick my brain. I am so flattered. I should probably say yes, right? And on and on and on. Oh, I'm exhausted just listing those out. (laughs) So we are presented with countless opportunities and unlimited ideas in our businesses, and it can feel overwhelming. It can feel like we have a never-ending to-do list, and there is always something to work on. Now, my whizzes, the key to hitting your goals and moving strategically forward in your business is working on the right things at the right time. This is where the ideas filter comes in. So let me say this. We all have limited time and mental energy and recognizing that, really truly respecting that about yourself is the key as you start to implement. It's key as you implement the ideas filter. So have you seen other founders and it just seems like they are getting so much stuff done that they're like growing by leaps and bounds and they're just outpacing everybody else? Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret. They too have only 24 hours in the day. (laughs) They don't have a magic button where they get extra time in their work week. It is simply because they have implemented the practice of using a tool like the ideas filter. So you can't possibly implement all of your ideas. You would run yourself ragged. You'd constantly feel like you were behind the ball or you were playing catch up, right? It is unsustainable. So enter 
the ideas filter. The ideas filter is simply that. It's a process that you use to capture and filter your ideas so you can assess whether or not they're the right things to be working on in your business and whether or not prioritizing them will help move the needle in your business. So for for my company, the ideas filter is a Google document. (laughs) It is as simple as that. It is not fancy, folks. So when I have my business ideas, I jot them down as a new row in this Google document and start the assessment process, which I'm going to walk you through in just one minute. So before I do, I want to highlight two reasons why the ideas filter is so helpful. First, it is a place that you can capture all of your ideas. So your ideas, I mean, well, most of them at least, are probably really good ideas, but they're potentially popping into your head at the wrong time for your business, right? So it doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever execute on that brilliant idea. And for that reason, you want a place to capture your thoughts and compile all of those maybe someday projects. Using the ideas filter, again, which is as simple as a Google spreadsheet, is a great place to do that. So think about it. I mean, how many times have you had a potentially brilliant idea when you're in the shower or when you're walking your dog around the block? I mean, I know personally my best ideas come when I'm not sitting at my computer trying to force them out of my brain. I use the ideas filter spreadsheet to capture those ideas and compile them all in one place. I literally have it as a starred location on my phone where I can open up and document like in the middle of a walk or as I lounge on the couch or when I'm, while I'm cooking dinner and something pops into my head and I don't want to forget it. So I love the ideas filter spreadsheet for this very reason. It keeps all of my potential to do's, my potential projects in one place right? No longer am I like writing, writing ideas down on like little scraps of paper sprinkled all over my house and like found in the bottom of, you know, my backpack months and months later, right? So the second reason why I love the ideas filter is because it's an incredible way to capture ideas from your team and to let them in on the decision-making process for implementing their idea or passing on it or saving it for later, of course. So I've got to admit, I am trying to get better at this with my team, letting them in on the decision-making process. So how does this play out? I'm going to use a personal example here. So I do a one-on-one meeting with every single one of my team members about every week. Some of them, it's every other week if we don't need to meet with such frequency. And we have a lot of people who help run things behind the scenes here at Food Biz Whiz. So on average, I am having six one-on-one meetings a week or every other week. And you can bet that we have a lot of brainstorm ideas thrown around (laughs) during those team meetings. So it would be impossible for us to implement every idea that comes out of each of those meetings. Again, I have limited time, I have limited energy, and frankly, I have limited financial resources for my business. But I never want to discredit the creativity and the potential ideas that my team members bring to the table. So I love it when a colleague says something like, you know, Allie, like I just, I was brainstorming and I think it'd be so cool if we ran another free challenge in May. Like let's bring Brand Camp back or something like, um, Allie, I've noticed that everyone is asking for a workshop on filling out distributor paperwork. Like we should make one. 
Okay, these are potentially great ideas, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm excited just thinking about them, but we have to run them through the ideas filter before they're an automatic yes from me. So when we run their ideas or my ideas through this specific process, the ideas filter, it helps my team understand why I say yes or no or not right now to their idea. I'm not just like shooting them down left and right. It doesn't seem arbitrary or, you know, that I'm just rejecting them because I don't feel like moving forward with their suggestion or that I don't value it. So involving the team in the decision-making process of what we do and what we don't do in our business is important when they're being vulnerable and suggesting ideas in the first place. So I, I recommend this filter, you know, if you are listening and you don't have a team, you're going to do it with your own ideas, your per- your your personal ideas um, in the same exact manner, okay? So that's why we use the, that's the why behind using the ideas filter. Now I'm going to talk you through what it looks like to use this filter after our quick break. If you're enjoying this episode, you're going to love my Food Biz Whiz quarterly planner. I made this planner specifically for the food industry, and it includes pages on setting annual and quarterly goals, planning for trade shows, organizing your category reviews, managing your buyer contacts, and much much more. If you're ready to set and achieve your food business goals, click through to the planner linked in today's show notes. Okay, we are back. And I think we're already clear on the fact that the ideas filter is literally a Google spreadsheet that we put our ideas into. And then we follow the process that is dictated by the header on each column of the spreadsheet. Literally, you put your idea in column A, and then you just answer the questions that are outlined in the remaining columns. It is not hard. Okay, so let me tell you what those questions are, and then we can run an example through them so you have a sense of how they work. So here's here's the questions. Here's the header on each column on your spreadsheet. What is the idea? What is today's date? What is the impact that this will have? What gross revenue will it generate? How much will it cost to execute this? What net revenue might I expect from this? And is this idea important to execute right now? Why or why not? And that's it. Now, of course, you can customize your questions and make it a little bit more complicated. But the point is that we keep it simple enough to use every time, right? So let's run an example through this filter. So let's say, for example, that you are debating doing a giveaway with another brand for an upcoming holiday or event. I mean, that seems like something that you have likely considered for your business. Let's run it through the ideas filter. So question one, what is the idea? So here it's simple. The idea is doing a giveaway, let's say, with two other brands. Great. We move along. We just literally move to the right in our spreadsheet. So column B would be that second question. What is today's date? Again, put in the date. Let's say it's Thursday, February 11th. Question three, what is the impact that this will have? Now, when you answer this, I want you to get really specific. Ideally, the impact that it has should be measurable, right? Uh, Ideally, like we want some numbers in this column, because otherwise we have no way of evaluating whether or not that project or that idea really was valuable. So in this example, the giveaway, we might say that the impact that it will have, if done correctly, right, we're always going to assume the best here, is to get 
100 new Instagram followers. Okay, got it. So so that question was, what is the impact this will have? And we'll say, okay, we're going to get 100 new Instagram followers from running this giveaway. Now, this is where you move along to the next question. And this is where I'm going to challenge you to dig a little deeper here. That next question is a key one as a business owner. What revenue will this generate? Now, hear me out. I know that not every single business decision has to be tied to revenue, but as an emerging brand, revenue, sales, and cash in your bank account is key. I want you to focus on revenue generating projects in your business first and foremost, and this is where we measure how much money our business idea might generate. I'm going to talk about more of the idea more about this idea of revenue generating projects in a future podcast episode later this spring. But for now, I I imagine that you agree with me that revenue is key, right? So back to answering this question. Remember, we just said that the impact would be 100 new followers if we do this giveaway. If we ask ourselves, and what revenue, what gross revenue will that generate we can use some past data and we can speculate that gaining 100 new followers might lead to five purchases via our website if we convert those followers into sales at a 5% conversion rate. Which again, you've probably heard me talk about this on past episodes of the podcast, that 5% conversion rate would be quite high. It would be a very high conversion rate. So um Let's let's stick with 5% here though. I'm I have faith in you and your 5% conversion rate. Okay, so let's say your average online sale is $20 and you predict you can get 5 sales from this giveaway. Great. Your gross revenue here is $100. Again, I'm using simple math here for the podcast example, but you would plug in your own numbers. Okay, so this is important. If you stopped at the conclusion that the impact of the giveaway is 100 new Instagram followers, that might feel worth it. But when we dig deeper and we try to tie it to a, to revenue, we have a better sense of whether or not we should prioritize it. Now, I, I know, I know some of you listening right now are like, Allie, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue what revenue I would generate if I gained 100 Instagram followers. And here is where I'm going to give you some tough love. And I'm going to tell you that I need you to put on your CEO hat, use the data that you do have, and take an educated guess. So no one's going back and measuring you and like how accurate your predictions are here. It's on you. You are the CEO of your business and you are responsible for making educated guesses here. Okay. So I don't want to hear, I have no idea. I have no way of predicting this. It is so impossible. I'm just not going to fill out that column. (laughs) Okay. So promise me that. Now, once we have a revenue prediction, we can ask ourselves the next question. What resources will it take to execute this idea? Okay, so this is where you list out all the resources that you will need to make this happen. So again, let's let's use our giveaway example here. We might say we need photos of the three brands' products together, right? We need to make social media graphics. We need to write swipe copy for all of our brands to use for our captions. We need to figure out some, we need to get the comped product, the prizes to send to our winners. We need someone on our team to respond 
to those comments to compile all the names in our giveaway and to execute the drawing to pick a winner. I mean, I'm probably forgetting something in this giveaway, but you get the idea, right? Listing out all the things you would need to execute on this idea. So we are getting, we're getting to the end of the ideas filter here. So stick with me. The next thing you want to calculate is the cost associated with this. So the question in the document is, how much will it cost to execute this? And you literally tally an estimate based off your brainstormed list. So for example, shipping your product to photograph and paying for photography might cost you $200. Paying your assistant to make the graphics for social media might cost you $20. Drafting the caption could cost you $10 in labor. Shipping product to the winner and accounting for that product cost might come out to be $50. Paying a team member to handle the comments and do the giveaway might cost you $50 in labor, right? So added up, we are looking at a cost of about $330 for this giveaway. Now, you might think I'm exaggerating because Let's say you're not going to pay for professional photos, or you are going to make the graphics and write the copy yourself, and that other brand is going to handle all the DMs and the comments. And this, my whiz, this is a fatal flaw. This is a fatal mistake. Not taking your own labor into account is a huge mistake. I want you to hear me on this. You are not free. You are not working for free. Your time is not priceless. If you are using your time to photograph and create social media graphics and such, it means that it's taking your time away from doing something else in your business. Calculate an hourly rate for yourself and plug it into this column here, okay? If you don't do that, we aren't getting an accurate cost of what this project is going to going to be. Okay. So from here, we move on to the next question. What net revenue might I make from this idea? This is as simple as doing the math from your predicted expenses and your estimated gross revenue. So in this case, we said our expenses would be about $330 for the giveaway. And we said, we think we're going to get about $100 of sales from it. So our net revenue in this case is actually in the red. We are going to lose about $230 by doing this giveaway. So now I'm not saying that this example giveaway is not a good idea to do, right? We still might pursue this even though we're in the red. So we often execute things in my business that we know ahead of time is going to lead to negative revenue. We are losing money on some of the projects in our business. It's literally an expense that we are not recouping, but it is strategic for the business growth, right? Okay, then we move on to our very last question on the spreadsheet. Is this idea important to execute right now? Why or why not? So this, my whiz, is is one of the questions that only you can answer. I typically look at my current workload. I look at what else I have on my calendar. I look at what my team has on their plates and if they have the resources, the time, the bandwidth, you know, um, to help and get it done. And then we make a thoughtful decision on whether or not we can take it on. We work hard here at Food Biz Whiz, but we also value having space in our schedules for the inevitable that comes up, and we value not overworking ourselves and burning ourselves out. The, the, idea, the ideas filter helps with that. So in this last question, it's as simple as assessing the columns, looking at the data, and deciding whether or not it makes sense for you to say yes to this project. So remember, 
If it's not a good time, you can always say, not right now, right? And you just keep that idea on the spreadsheet and you revisit it in the future. We actually keep all of my past ideas, all of the team's past ideas on the spreadsheet so we can look back and see what we've accomplished and we can see what ideas we have like waiting in waiting in the parking lot to implement later. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Let's recap the key points here. Okay. So first, I want you to really, really understand that we all have limited hours in the day and it is crucial that you are working on the right things in your business. When you think critically about where you're spending your time and the impact that it has on your business and frankly on your mental health, you start prioritizing the most important ideas above all else in your business. In order to do that, I have created a tool called the Ideas Filter, which helps you determine what resources executing this idea will require and what the predicted revenue is from that project. I want you to create your own spreadsheet and use it to capture your ideas and evaluate their impact. So the headers that I have on my spreadsheet are this. What's the idea? What is today's date? What is the impact that it it will have? What gross revenue will it generate? What resources will it take to execute? How much will it cost to execute this? And then what is the net revenue we might make from this? And is this idea important to execute right now? Why or why not? So I'm going to go ahead and link a screenshot. I'll I'll include a screenshot of that spreadsheet in our show notes so you can literally see what it looks like with this example. It is super straightforward, you guys. And I I think you're going to be surprised at how easy it is to use. Okay, my whizzes, I want to know what you think of the ideas filter, and I want to know how it facilitates some big strategic decision making for your business. So hit me up, tag me on Instagram at It's Alley Ball, or share your win with me in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group, which I'll link right here in the show notes. I would love to know how this episode helped you. So from here, make sure you're tuning back in next week as I am joined by my guest, Ellen Raleigh, as we talk through her profitability roadmap. I feel like our conversation today ties in perfectly with profit planning, so you should be primed for success and excited for our conversation next week. So I'll see you right back here very soon, and thank you as always for listening. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.